This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Voice of Change Time with myself, Lauren Jacobs, on Radio Cape Pulpit. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a really great one. I am joined by three amazing women who have so much that they're going to be sharing with us today. That's right. And you know what? It's all going to be around the theme of the International Day of the Girl Child. Now, if you have not heard ever about the International Day of the Girl Child, it's so, so important. And I want you to listen in and listen up and join us today as we get into really talking about the issues that, you know, the girl child faces in our world, about how we can rise up and really be here for the girl child, what we can be doing how we can be thinking about this and we really need to reflect on you know what we can be doing many of us have daughters many of us have girl children or some of us are even involved in working with empowering the girl child or with advocating for the girl child in whatever way we are doing that we all know that our girl children are so so important and i'm joined by some amazing women who are going to be speaking into this area and so first up is sabrina and sabrina is an incredible woman she's a worship leader mentor humanitarian writer speaker she's also the founder and ceo of reveal woman which is a very very powerful ministry and then i'm also joined by nancy who is a loving passionate and powerful award-winning trained performer actress voiceover artist worship vocalist volunteer but first and foremost she always says i'm a child i'm a daughter of god and then kate Brim Senecal. She's the founder and director of the Sparrow Society, which is an international empowerment brand that focuses on creating viable economic opportunities for women in a range of different industries. And if you add in Musenberg, you will see the Sparrow Society right on the road there, close to the beachfront. And they sell amazing goods, all created by women. And you know what? It's such a beautiful reality to get us all in the studio together, full house on Voice of Change today. We're going to be talking about what we can do to help the girl child in our generation. Don't forget, this is super important. Why? It's super important because it just is, but also because we have over 1.1 billion little girls in our world today below the ages of 18. The girl child is our now. She is our present and she's also our future. So we need to be thinking about her. So stick around because this is Voice of Change and it's going to get exciting. It's a full house today on Voice of Change, and I'm super, super excited to be pre-celebrating the International Day of the Girl Child with three incredible women that I admire and that just are such an inspiration. So I want to welcome my dream team today, Sabrina, Kate, and Nancy. Welcome to Voice of Change. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Hello. You know what? It's so incredible to have you all with me because you are all such incredible women doing amazing things that God has really been leading you all to be doing in your lives, in your different areas. And it's so incredible. And Kate, I actually want to start with you as we are reflecting on, you know, the girl child. And particularly, I think we need to say, you know, the girl child in Africa is is going to be our focus today. Because when we talk about the girl child, we know there's so many different, you know, 
cultures and so many different countries that are doing things with, you know, their girl child. And today we need to focus on the African girl child. And you have been involved with empowering and uplifting girls through your business and organization, the Sparrow Society. And I'd love for you to share, you know, through your experience, what are some of the biggest issues that are facing the girl child in Africa right now? I know this is work that you've been doing for quite some time, and I'd love for you to share with us. You know, we need that insight into knowing what are the issues that our girls really are facing on a day-to-day basis. What have you seen? Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me on. Um, so we, yeah, um, we work in mostly in South Africa and Zambia, um, and the contexts are quite different. In in Zambia, it's very rural, um, and so the girls will often only finish schooling up to about grade seven, um, and then it's no longer free. So um, if the families can only afford for one child to go to school, which most of them in the village can only afford for one or no children, then it will be the boy child. Um, and so then the girl, the girl child is left um, often um, with very little options um, with only a grade seven learning. Um, and in a village, you kind of there's farming and resistance. But if the family also is strapped economically, which um, is also often the case, um, then there is that um, kind of pulled towards getting married at a very young age um, from that kind of age of 13, 14. And so that's the biggest, most stark thing that we've seen um, and what um, we try to work in in the economic empowerment space to try to show the family um, that there are other economic options and in so doing, um, allowing her to be an economic contributor, thereby kind of subverting that narrative that she, her only economic way to contribute is through marriage. Um, So we do programs that empower her to earn and then she's able to put herself through school, which I think is crucial. So she's not even receiving charity. She's not even just receiving a scholarship, but we're empowering her with skills to put herself through school, which then changes the mindsets in her family and in community and say, hey, girls can actually contribute in other ways um, and can often, um, especially with the African girl child, if they are educated, they are more likely if they are educated outside of their community or even outside of their country, the the women are more likely to come back to their village to um, re-input back into their village, um, whereas the men are more likely to stay over and just kind of send money back. Um, which I always found really interesting. Um, But that's kind of the biggest one. And then obviously the period poverty where girls um, miss a lot of school due to um, their periods missing sometimes weeks at a time. And then eventually they miss so much school that they're so far behind that they have to drop out. Um, And then teenage pregnancies as well. And all of that really is, um, from what we've found, is built in the patriarchal norms that we really find all over the world. Um, it's just kind of because of the economic situation as well, it is a bit more um, just pointed in those rural African um, communities where economics is a factor. You'll find the same thing in the poor um, communities in America, um, yeah. but it's just because it's more it's a bit more prevalent here. Mm. That's it in a nutshell. I could wow. talk for hours. I know. And that, and that is so awesome. Thank you. Because, you know, we can kind of, I know that you were, you were kind of condensing that for us, but it's so powerful what you were saying, because in a nutshell, it's education. It's a big thing. And girls becoming child brides, teenage pregnancies, we see, you know, I know that the media was running a lot of things about this here in South Africa, actually, this year, the amount of young girls in South Africa 
that are pregnant, you know, girls that are, are 10 and 11 that are pregnant and the, the numbers are crazy. This is not just something that's happening outside of our country. This is something that's happening right here in our communities where we are. And period poverty is a big thing in South Africa as well. And these are all important issues that you are highlighting to us and saying, you know what, at the end of the day, there is a challenge for us that we have to rise up and meet. And we're going to touch on that in the show today, because I believe that as Christians, we have to get practically involved in our communities and, and in being the change in the world. That's what we're supposed to do and, and that light that we're supposed to be. And I love, you know, how you are hard tackling this. And I, I kind of got goosebumps when you were saying about, you know, girls being economically empowered as well to put themselves through school. And I don't think that's something that I I thought about when I was young you know you just kind of took school for granted my parents are paying for school like who cares about school but this is it's so powerful what you are sharing with us and on that thinking of this you know Nancy I want to come to you and say that you know when I was looking at this international day of the girl child and seeing that the theme for 2021 when we're talking about girls is actually the theme of my voice our equal future and I think it's so powerful. And for yourself, as a trained performer, as an actress, as someone that does voiceovers, as someone that is just incredibly big, taking up that space, you know, in a big way, how important would you say it is for girls, young girls, to find their voice, particularly in our generation, but to find their voice and to know that having a voice, you know, can impact the future? Is that, is that something that you think about? No, it definitely is. Um, I I think especially this week even, I, I've seen the weight of it in my own life, the responsibility that we as women have, you know, um, th those of us who actually have been uh, graced and blessed to be put through education, um, to um, to have the, the safety and the security of getting the opportunity to have time to get to identify and learn who you are, you know, um, I remember even uh, during the table when uh, the uh, the people that we were supporting, uh, grade girls, how their founder was speaking about how girls don't even have the opportunity, um, and even just young people these days don't have the opportunity to and the security to sit and get to ponder and explore mm -hmm. and discover who am I, what do I want to say in this world, like what what are my passions, what am I excited about, what do I want to have a voice about, because. Um, either they're so poverty stricken or there's just, you know, teen pregnancies and uh, just things that are so um, unhelpful with regards to a child's development, the things that children need, that young girls need, you know, the spaces that they require to get uh, that, that are facilitated for them to learn who they are, their identity. Um, and uh, this past week, I, I was asked to speak at my university and Basically, God was wanting me to preach the gospel there. Mm -hmm. And everything that it took leading up to the actual speech was, it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that I did. And I said what I needed to say, because afterwards, 
young people were coming to me saying i had no idea that actually you know in this industry i i could i could speak about my faith i could mm. you know I, it's always been seen as so taboo it's always been i um this gentleman said to me there was no way my daughter was going to come to this university but you cha- you changed my mind you convinced wow. me because of your conviction in what you said and it would have been so much easier for me to to opt out or to um mm to say what maybe the institute would have just wanted me to say that oh you know come to this place because it's amazing and it's you know mm. but the truth you know uh, the truth that that god uh, speaks to us is it, it is it is life it is it is the world that never runs dry it is mm. um, it is foundational it sustains us um and i realize how it's it's not easy you mm. know for for people to to say the things that they need to say use their voice um for things that are not self-serving to mm. use their voice to um pave a way for people to follow them and to not follow them but to to follow in their footsteps and you know uh see that things are possible uh it's not easy but it's it's so necessary mm. and it's so worth it it is mm. so absolutely worth it just to know that someone younger than me can can know that because i was able to you know do productions and not blaspheme or you mm. know just or not have to do things that are promiscuous not have to take roles where i i feel degraded at the end of it not have to uh do voiceover jobs or uh, be in productions where i'm over um sexualized mm. and i'm still i'm I'm still getting opportunities. I I'm still able to uh, be successful. Just seeing the fruit of it, and um, now after so long, after all the little yeses of okay, I, I'm not going to take that job. No, um, th- I I can play. I can be the lead. Why can't I play the lead? Actually, why should the lead be male? I what about me? I'll audition for it. Um, as a, even as a woman of color, wait, why why do I have to play um the maid always? Mm. What about why can't I be the the businesswoman? Why can't I be? Uh, no, I'd like to audition for that. Actually, mm. seeing the way um it's actually allowing for people who are younger than me to to see that possibilities for themselves i'm like yo it's so worth it as much as it's quite terrifying um yeah and as much as god gives us the grace for it in the moment hey mm, absolutely and this is so powerful what you're talking about as well and and you know what the last time that you were on the show a few months ago you were talking also about you know getting involved with these movements that we sometimes get involved with you know and and we don't know why we're even doing it we're just following along with something and it connects with what you're talking about of not being self-serving you know not just getting involved where you know the the next generation is like oh we just got to get involved you know we're just using our voice but we're not using it for the right things. It's not the God things that he's calling us to. It is self-serving and it becomes self-serving. And I think that that's so important to realize that you, you need to be who God is calling you to be. And how powerfully, you know, are you sharing this with us today as well? Because I think that's something that we think about when we look at actors and actresses, performers, whether it be on theater or on our TV. It's like, how do you navigate that world? You know, it's a, it's a hard world. Are you a Christian? How do you navigate this? And we're always looking to understand that. And you've just shared a little bit of light on that for us today. And, and it, it really is powerful. And I'm going to get back to something you touched on, which is representation, which I'm going to get back to a little bit later on the show, because I'd love to bring Sabrina in here when we're talking about you know, the younger generation. I know, Sabrina, something that's important for you 
is also mentorship and being, you know, an example and helping not only young girls, but women as well. And I wanted to say, you know, it was, it's so incredible when we think that we have 1.1 billion girls alive in the world today that are under the age of 18. Um, the largest number of girls we've ever had in our entire history of, of humankind. And now we're seeing that mm. these young girls, they're with us. They're our next generation. They are now generation and they're going to be leaders. They're going to be the people who take the gospel forward as well. Yeah. You know, what is the challenge to us when it comes to thinking about the girl child as Christian woman? What is our challenge? Is it the challenge to mentor? Is it the challenge to teach? Is it what is the challenge that women should be thinking about right now when it comes to our young generation? Mm. I think, first of all, it's um, understanding or having the revelation that as a person in general that has perhaps gone through certain things or has experienced certain things in life, you then have the capacity to pass on whatever you have learned. And that's biblical. Um, the Bible speaks about women training younger women, um, training younger women to be wise, for example, or uh, to maintain a household um, in, in, in those days. But today translated that's that as well. But today, meaning um, teaching younger women how to live in society, how to be in society mm -hmm. and what um, Nancy was talking about and finding your voice and um, what are you representing? What are you saying with your voice? I think it's very important that um, I, I definitely think that this is the gen a generation that is more outspoken. Um, mm -hmm. This is the most outspoken generation. Uh, but I think that it's what is being spoken and what is being voiced needs a lot of guidance and leadership. And that yeah. starts with what we highlight. And so if we are constantly highlighting the negative in the sense that um, we are, we are uh, speaking over uh, the generation saying that, oh, this generation is always on their phone or mm. uh, the, the generation just cares about looks and hair and all of these things. We are instead of highlighting and leading to the direction of, hey, you know what? You can actually speak on this. You actually have the capacity to enter into this um, industry, have this career. Um, but instead of doing that, we are highlighting things that actually promote promote that smallness and so I think that as the body of Christ as, as a church or as women in society we have the responsibility to highlight the things that uh, kind of in um, uh, are not in view for young women who who don't understand that there is actually life beyond social media there's actually like what what does that look like because gen this generation social media has taken up so much space so much space mm -hmm. in society yeah. in the world it's it makes up of so many um, young people's lives um, but what are we teaching young people that there is actually life outside of mm -hmm. social media and what does that life look like it looks like spending time with your family uh, the 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 time that you spend with your family for example um, is you are in investing into a bigger picture, the future. So it's not about how many likes you have, for example, on Instagram. It's not mm -hmm. about how many followers you have, but are you actually being an example? Are you uh, building people up? Uh, and it would when it comes to voicing your opinion, is your opinion being voiced in a way that doesn't segregate people? Or are you um, uh, bringing unity? Mm. Are you 
understanding? Are you uh, showing grace and the love um, that God has called you to do? I remember during the the Black Lives Matter um, uh, time last year and everything that that took place. And um, I, I was I wrote a blog on uh, the, the Christian leader and the the response that uh, as a Christian leader you have to uh, racism, racism in the church, racism in society, and. And one of the, um, I think one of the things I was really studying was the way uh, uh, different uh, races uh, of Christians would react to mm. each other with regards to the matter. And I realized that, yes, of course, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of injustices that were highlighted. And um, however, I, I saw that there were people of color who were Christians that instead of uh, speaking in a way that voices hurt, voices pain, Mm -hmm. but still shows the grace and paves the way for reconciliation, paves the way for uh, your voice to be heard. There was a lot of aggression. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of um, uh, pointing fingers and a lot of insults. And I, I, I remember making a post and saying that there is always a way to speak because if you're attacking each other, then the other party will be defensive. There won't be a way as long as you're backing someone against the corner. So yes, there is an injustice, but how do you address injustice? And I think that as uh, older women or just women around alongside each other, we have the responsibility to teach each other. Yes, these are the injustices. Yes, you do have the voice, but how do you address? And I think the how in addressing injustice is even more important than knowing that there is an injustice um, because injustice was, uh, sorry, justice um, came from God first and mm-hmm. God is love. If God is a God of justice, then justice comes from a place of love. And I think that that is the first thing that we need to teach women, um, that justice is achieved through actions of love and loving yourself first and loving the community and then working from there. Mm. Wow, Sabrina, this is so incredibly, incredibly uh, moving for me to hear you speaking about this. And a friend of mine uh, who is much older, he's probably in his 60s now, he shared with me about two years ago something very special that happened. Um, and he said that, that just to summarize, it was a gathering of Christians that happened, but it was the, um, Af- it was in America. So it was African Americans and then it was white Americans. And then it was, um, they had people who were the First Nations people that were gathered as well, you know, that we often call like mm. Indians. And, and they had, mm. and it was big groups of, of big groups together. And they were all Christians and, and there were a lot of leaders there. And basically what it came down to was there was a whole weekend of them coming together and sitting and talking through things. But inevitably what it was, was about reconciliation. And he spoke and he shared so deeply how moving this was. And they were all weeping. And, you know, the African-Americans were asking forgiveness from the First Nations people for not including them in the civil rights movement because there was a lot of African-Americans that didn't want them included. And so they were weeping together and repenting and kneeling. And he showed photos to me. And it was the, the you oh, know, wow. white Americans asking forgiveness for what they had done to both groups. And there was just a reconciliation. They were washing each other's feet. It was a very, very, uh, it wasn't on social media. It wasn't published mm-hmm. for people to see. It was something that these leaders of different groups felt that they needed needed to do and it was all just like you said was all rooted in love the basis of it was that love no one was 
uh, blaming anyone else. They were taking responsibility and saying, I ask your forgiveness on behalf of my people for what I did here or, or what we didn't do here or how we excluded you. And uh, the reconciliation and just the move of God that came was really, really powerful through that. And I think that that is, is such a big thing we have to highlight, especially when we talk about our young generation. We, we know that our young generation is, you know, a lot of our young generation is very involved in activism, you know, but we have to yeah. then be active correctly. And yes. that's the challenge. And yes. so it is, this is such a powerful conversation. And, and I, I almost don't want us to, to have to break, but we're going to take a really, really quick break. We want you to enjoy some music and to maybe really think about what we just, shared to have that moment to ponder and to think about what does this mean to you you know and what we're sharing it's it's not just then about you know our younger generation it's about us and it's about our generations that went before us as well so take a minute to just allow this to just settle in your heart but don't go anywhere when i get back kate nancy and sabrina are still with me and we're going to go deeper still so stick around and enjoy some music you're with me lauren jacobs here on voice of change today and it's so good to have you with me I think that, you know what, Voice of Change today is truly being just that. And I'm so honored to have my special guest with me today, Sabrina, Kate, and Nancy. It's so good to have you three with me. And you know what, there's a lot of wisdom in this room and a lot that I feel we still have to get into and talk about. And Kate, I want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier on, right at the beginning of the show, talking about that word that people often don't like to hear, but it's it's patriarchy, it's patriarchal mindsets that are also a huge challenge to when we talk about, you know, the girl child, when we talk even about women today, we still have this reality of things being done in a very patriarchal way. And then people don't want to hear the word gender equality. You know, sometimes you sit in, in meetings and then people will say to bring up the word gender equality and there's a lot of people that get uncomfortable with that. But how important is gender equality and working towards break, breaking down patriarchal norms? How how important is that to us moving forward and creating a better future, not only just for women, but for the girl child as well? I am so glad you asked that question. <laughs> um, and I think it's, I, I love that you've talked about how um, people get uncomfortable when, when these topics come up. Um, and I think that's a great place to start because we need to think about why does it make us uncomfortable? Um, what, what is happening around us that it makes us uncomfortable. Um, but just to start off, I mean, with this, this is kind of what I talk about most often, but, um, we, I think with these norms and whatever it is, whether it's gender equality, racial equality, um, economic equality, it's kind of like, we're, we're putting ourselves in boxes. We put labels on ourselves and all that does. And I think what, I mean, Sabrina was talking about as well is it just, it divides us. Mm. Um, and we're, we're so much weaker when we're divided, but if we can come together, um, and, and help each other up, then we're going to be so much stronger against those powers that are against us. Um, that, <laughs> that patriarchy, mm. those hierarchies, um, the powers. And I think, um, Romans 12 too is one of my favorite scriptures and it's do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may know what is that good and perfect will of God. Um, and I often think about this with exactly this. So we've, the patterns of this world or the systems of the world, um, these systemic inequalities that we are stuck in, 
Um, we can't get caught in those. We can't mm. conform to those patterns. God has called us to something greater. God has called us to something bigger. When Jesus came, he came to dismantle all of those hierarchies, all of those divisions. There is no male or female. There is no Jew or Greek. There is no slave nor free. We are all one together in Jesus Christ. Um, and I think that is what we're aiming for. Yes, it's gender equality. Yes, it's racial equality. Yes, it's economic equality. But ultimately, we are trying to reconcile ourselves together as the body of Christ, because when one of us is suffering, we are all suffering. Um, and so I think when we hear words like dismantle or disrupt or deconstruct, as you say, we get really uncomfortable. Um, and those words almost carry this connotation of violence um, or protest action, but really it's our everyday lives. We can disrupt in our everyday actions. It can be something small. When a girl child wants to be a pilot and she's told that she can't, um, that little subversive act of saying, actually, I can, and then going out and proving them wrong. That is dismantling this patriarchy that is around us. These small things and, and what we are instilling in our girls, telling them what they can achieve. Um, and our Yes Girl program, we're telling them like dream. Um, exactly as you said um, earlier in the show, we're allowing them to dream um, and think outside of those boxes that the world has put them in. Um, and, and what that serves to do is it allows her to climb out of the box, but it also allows those around her to climb out of those boxes. And we're all stronger when we are all empowered together. Um, mm -hmm. And so if, if we do that in our simple everyday acts, um, our simple everyday interactions, um, choosing to use gender inclusive language, um, choosing not to say, oh, girls don't do that, or you throw like a girl, you run like a girl, um, all of those little things, um, terms like man up, all of those little things that mm. seem small, but if we can change those, if we can change the little things in our world, we can actually start to shift those systems that keep girls back. Um, mm. And so I think that is kind of what we try to do in a very subversive way through our economic empowerment programs, but also in more direct way and telling girls what they are capable of, um, telling them they can go out and do it, proving them wrong. I know um, for Sparrow Society, we are um, obviously women founded, women run, we're 95% women. Um, we've got all of these women owned businesses in our network. And we do that and we talk about it because we are subverting the narrative that women don't run businesses. Yes. Um, or women don't do things in manufacturing, um, even our cutting machine, um, people are like, oh, wow, women do that? And I'm like, of course women do that. <laughs> um, and so I think little things like that, and I think it's so important in shifting those mindsets because when half the world is not able to become all that God created them to be, then we are missing out on a whole lot. Things mm. could be so much better if we gave space and started shifting these narratives and allowed girls to become all that God created them to be. Mm, I, I just want to say amen, amen, amen the whole time, because I'm so glad for so many of the things that you said and, you know, using gender inclusive language is something people don't think about, but it should be something that we think about. And I always challenge my husband because when, when he preaches, he says mankind. And I'm like, so, and then, and then the one day he was preaching, he was, he was saying just recently, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you say the mankind is, is, it was in, in a context, it's going to sound strange now when I just pull it out. So he was like, you know, mankind, they will, they would go to hell, but it was in a certain kind of context. And I was like, well, that is so encouraging. At least we know a woman won't go to hell, you know, yes. and he was like, oh, yeah, because I'm like, it's not mankind, it's humankind, like get it right. You know, I'm like, hallelujah, God is saving all the women, you know, and I'm like, you see what happens when you don't speak properly. We get so used to it. It's just normal language. 
exactly. you don't even think about it. Exactly. It's that normal language. And also in the Bible where it says, you know, you become sons of God. I'm like, so what about the daughters? You know, that is why there is that, that narrative and it has to change. And we're not trying to read something into the Bible that wasn't there. We're, we're bringing out what is there. It's, it's sons and daughters, you know, it's not excluding women in any way. So it is so that's an important conversation to have as well and something that I hope the listeners are thinking about today. And you know what, Nancy, I want to also ask you, you know, you touched on it earlier on about not only using your voice and and speaking the truth, but also representation. And I think that that is so important for young girls. And Kate was touching on if a young girl wants to be a pilot, for example, we are told, no, you can't do that. When, when a young girl sees another woman, you know, be it someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, doesn't matter. But when they see another woman doing something and representing powerfully, like being a pilot, for example, their heart comes alive. Our girls come alive. Even I come alive if I see a woman doing something that I don't consider that woman did before. How important is that to you? You know, you, you representing, not only you, you're being an actress and you're representing God in that sphere, but you're also representing women, you know, diverse women. And it's amazing. You have this incredibly beautiful Afro, if I can call it that, this fro, which I love so much. And that's a representation. It's a different way of looking and of being. We've always thought, you know, actresses or people up there, they look a certain way. They have to look a certain way, but not so. And in a way, you also just been you know, disrupting that norm? And how important is representation when it comes to our girls? It's so important, you know, full stop. <laughs> it's it's very, very important. Um, yeah, it's, there's just something when you see, like even with regards to my spiritual mom, Sabrina, the things that I've seen her do, it, it's different from when, you know, these things that we speak about are really lovely and encouraging in theory, but it's different when you see it, when you see someone actually taking space, to, like uh, claiming territory for the kingdom, and you see the, fr the fruit of it, you see how other people are inspired, you yourself are like, wow, I can, I can do that, I can... I can uh, creative direct the conference and then also executive produce it. And then I can also lead in it. And then I can also give the word. And then I can also, I can do all of that. Like mm. I can, it's, it's possible because I've seen you do it. All right. And the fact is that nothing is impossible with God. That that we know. So even the norms of the world, whatever lies the enemy has um, uh, allowed us to believe all these years, whatever they may be, only God can say what is possible and what, you know, what he, act, everything is, is is possible with God. But only God can say, um, just the same way Paul said in the Bible, um, everything is, not everything is good for me. As much as it's allowed, it doesn't mean that everything is good for me. And only God can say what it looks like to disrupt um, norms in your life, what it should look like. Only God can say, actually, I'm, I've called you to do to do many things, just like you, Lauren, how there's so many different things. I, I remember how you said during the table that like, it's actually God will have to tell you in the morning today, mm. you're going to do this. And, you know, for you to be able to, okay, have focus on what God is calling you, what gift he's calling you to mm. use on that day. And, um, just knowing that like little girls can, can look up to the women who have 
paved the way in whatever field that is, be it uh, uh, I'm a race car driving, be it being mm. a, a, a single stay at, uh, at, at home mom, whatever it looks like. Because I know that sometimes us as well, we can we can bully each other. Like, yes, okay, you're a stay at home mom. Okay, but like, surely you can be running a business uh, by yourself. Surely you can also be, why aren't you also, you know, uh, uh, funding an NGO? But hmm. come on, it's time for us to take care of It's time for us to take... But if that is what God told that woman to do, and that is actually what he's saying, that, that is her fulfilling her purpose in that space, taking care of those children, and that is that is it for her, then that's exactly where she needs to be. And there will be so many, there will be goodness and blessings that come from her being in the space that she needs to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with regards to acting and work, just knowing that seeing uh, um, different women showcase the glory of God and express and worship God in the different things that they are called to. And then knowing that, oh, wow, that's that's a different way I can express um, my worship to God. I can do it like that. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a sin for me to to act in in that, that particular kind of role, because I know that sometimes I've also been confused, you know, that yeah. oh, why am I doing this role? It doesn't make sense. Lord, isn't this like the way of the world? Like, I don't understand. Why is my character in a bar? Uh, you know, mm. I don't get this. What's happening? And, you know, Sabina's had to help me, you know, uh, um, realign me in that. If God told you to be there, that's it. Like, mm. don't don't overthink it. He knows what what you need to be doing in that space. He knows wh- what effect that's going to have on on the world. And he, at the end of the day, is your protector, the protector of your legacy, the protector of your reputation. Mm. Um, it's not for you to understand and move in your own strength and try to be your own ah activism. And I know how, and I know mm. you don't know yeah. how. God can tell you how. Mm. Amen. You know what? I've written this down. He is the protector of your legacy. I've written it down and I'm sticking it on my wall because I'm going to take that with me, Nancy, because it is absolutely so, so true. And, you know, I think we can also praise God today for our spiritual moms. You know, it's probably us sitting here, our spiritual moms too, and and the spiritual moms that we have and, you know, those that our, our children will have. And spiritual moms are so powerful. You know, we always think that they have to be older, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes they can be the same age as us. You know, it's just that person who's really leading by God's standard. And I love that so much. And Sabrina, I can't believe that we've come to the end of the show. (laughs) The time has gone so quickly. But I'd love for you to close for us in in giving us a challenge and your message today. If there's something on your heart, you know, that God wants you to say, you know, we are talking about the girl child. We're talking about well, kind of jumping off what Nancy said, it's also there's spiritual moms and there's women who are doing the things in God's will, God's way, and for his kingdom purposes. And you know what? That is a challenge we have to rise up to meet. But we also know that as we reflect on the day of the girl child, there's lots of challenges that are facing us. There's lots of challenges that we are facing as, you know, Christian women. What would be your message in closing today when we reflect on all of these things? What do you feel God wants us to be left with? Um, when, whenever I talk to people, because um, I am, I, 
I am a mentor, but I love to encourage people to become mentors. So in my mentorship, I don't just mentor for the sake of it. Nancy will tell you, I raise up other mentors. That is the purpose um, so that we are creating a ripple effect. And so a lot of times um, the, the challenge that I'm told of why people don't want to step into mentorship or uh, spiritual motherhood, for the lack of a better word, or um, whatever it is, uh, you know, coming alongside someone is that doubt, um, mm-hmm. doubting that you have something to give or something to uh, teach someone, um, feeling that you are in- inadequate, feeling that you don't know enough, uh, and so therefore you feel small. And you don't, you don't think you have the capacity to speak into um, someone. That's number one. Um, I'm gonna get back to that. But number two. I've seen as well how people around me have grown uh, just by not necessarily having a mentor, but just by sharing each other's struggles. There is so much power in sharing your struggle and then realizing that you're not by yourself, which causes you to overcome and overcome even more. And so if you are listening and you have struggled with that feeling of an inadequacy and feeling like you don't have anything to give or anything to bring to the table, be encouraged by the fact that it's not necessarily, you don't have to have all the knowledge in the world, but you just sharing that struggle of, I don't feel like I'm good enough, but God, or I don't feel like I have enough to give, but God. So this is my struggle. This is how I overcome it every day. This is what I tell myself. And it also holds you accountable as a person and you grow as well. And so I think my challenge is to rise up, to rise up in becoming, um, in seeing God's perspective of what spiritual leadership is in terms of a woman. Spiritual leadership to little girls, younger girls. Um, you could be a single, like uh, Nancy said, a single stay-at-home mom and you feel like you don't have anything. But there is something, someone is watching you. Someone is watching your strength, your capacity to create meals and to raise young men and young women, your capacity to wake up early in the morning and, you know, to still keep going your capacity to walk, your capacity, you're still going. And someone, a young woman is watching you and she's struggling. She's wondering, how on earth are you doing that? Mm -hmm. So just you, your consistency is enough to raise another woman, to raise and to impart into a younger younger person. So be encouraged in that it's not because of you that you have the capacity to enrich and empower someone else, but it's because of what God has placed in you. Uh, so yeah, that's my challenge to rise up and step out, share your story. Um, even if it's not at a mentorship capacity, but your story is able to change lives and empower and impact young women. Mm. Amen. And Sabrina, thank you so much for that. And I want to say to all of you today for joining me, Kate, Nancy and Sabrina, thank you. Like I said earlier on, there's so much wisdom in this room and I feel like there is so much that we can take from today's conversation. I've been blessed. I've been encouraged, uplifted today, which is such a blessing for me. And I'm sure the listeners feel the same. So to each one of you, thank you for, you know, availing yourself, for sharing of yourselves with us today on the show and for being here. It's such a blessing. And my prayer is that God will just continue to bless each of you and to enlarge your territory, enlarge your spaces. And you know what, just to consistently show up in the places that you need him to as you avail yourselves more and more to him. So thank you so much to all of you and God bless.
Thank you, Queens. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. I'm wrapping up the show super quickly today because you know what? I really mean it. My heart just feels so full and I feel so uplifted. I feel as though, you know, that is the beauty and the joy I believe that God talks about when he says that we need to surround ourselves with wise counselors. When we surround ourselves with people who are just truly pursuing him and have so much to share from their own experiences and stories, it truly just does something within us. And I pray that you felt that way on the show today because today was a bit of an impartation, I believe. And as we reflect on what it means to really celebrate the girl child, you know, and to think about the International Day of the Girl Child and what it means to amplify girls' voices and to be challenged to get involved in the issues, to uncovering the issues that face our girls. I pray that we will rise up to meet that challenge. I pray that we will be a generation of people, not only women, but people who really, really undergird, support, love, mentor, champion, and create change for our girls, for the girl child, the girls that, you know, are across our borders across our oceans in different countries in different nations in different places and even in different generations you know if we still have long to go on the earth i don't know people have that debate you know how how much longer are we here for but let us live as though we are going to leave behind something for the next generation if you think about it and reflect on it you'll realize that the generations that were alive when jesus was on the earth has they have left something for us that we are still gleaning from two thousand years later the men and women that we read about in the book of Acts were powerful and they left behind such legacies for us that we can really draw from and take from today. Imagine if you can do the same thing for someone that's going to live in 100 or 200 years. It is possible and we can do it, but we have to rise up to meet the challenge that God has given to us, whether it be in our own families, in our community, in our faith community, in our society, in our nation, in our government, wherever it may be. I pray that you'll be blessed to rise up and meet the challenge of what God is calling you to do. And especially as we reflect on the girl child today, may we amplify the voices of our girls so that they can be the change we want them to be in the next generation. It's been so good to be with you today. And I just pray a blessing over you. May you take something with you today from the show. And until next week, take care. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.